I'm Brittany. Together, we are two sisters who are here to help you learn some tips and tricks to help navigate this crazy journey called life. We bring you the perspective of a licensed elementary therapist and expecting mother. And a slightly eccentric mom of two. When you combine us as sisters, we like to consider ourselves as quite the dynamic duo. So join us as we talk about all life has to offer. All right, Tay, so we're coming off of last week's episode where we talked about happy habits and the science behind each of those. You know, we got to do chemicals. I really like chemicals. <laughs> it's cool. Actually, I hate chemistry, but I like chemicals. I know. Well, like the science of how our body works, it's always so cool. And like that I think cool. I said last week, it's so validating. Yeah. No. So today we're going to shift and we're going to talk about our perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, because our body is a unit. So if we're treating it holistically, holistic is a fancy word for treating the whole unit, right? And it's fascinating because if you look at how mental health progressed, they actually kept like your psychology, your mental health separate from your body health for years. And it's only been in the last like 20 years that they really emphasize combining those and really in the last 10 I feel like it's taken off a ton which is crazy because although like one is going to yeah. play into another but they they separated it so much and even they like separated out addictions as its own thing and it had nothing to do with your mental health and it's like no those are totally connected so what we're going to try to do today is give you the whole unit because again we talked about chemicals and your anatomy last week and how there's physical reasons why you are what you are and feeling what you're feeling there's also mental reasons too right or situational or how you interpret the world right yes okay so let's kind of talk about how these blend together because it's so interesting too i've been reading this book about brain body parenting and just like or no what did i just say brain body parenting is what it's called by mona delahook and it's been really interesting because she talks about how she's shifted as a therapist mm -hmm. to cover that more holistic approach well, I think it's fascinating too how like you are so focused in grad school on learning all of these little facts about like mental health in the brain and then there's this whole other side where I wish they had given us anatomy but because I was pre-med and I thought I was going to be a surgeon I did a bunch of these other classes that really have like added to my ability to practice now like I did nutrition as a minor I didn't get to complete it because of a broken tendon but like I took all the classes right for it I had all of this background that was really intense on understanding the actual physical body. A lot of therapists don't have that though, which I think should be a part of our training because they go together, you know, like it's, if you can understand one, yeah. unit, you can understand another. And that's, I don't know why it's not more emphasized. Yeah. I don't know either. And that's exactly like what this uh, therapist doctor was saying in this book. And she was going off about how she had gone backwards in her practice, like pause seeing clients, and like had gone and learned more about how the brain really works and the neurology behind it. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. Because it's invaluable information. Like sometimes I'll have clients come in and like, they're, they're super anxious that day or they're, they're feeling a bunch of feelings or they're really sad. And like, have you eaten today? <laughs> or, you know, like, yeah. did you sleep? Or like sometimes even the dumbest question of like, what's your body doing right now? Like, you know, like, did you have a stressful day? Are you going to be on your period soon or whatever? That all plays into what you're experiencing mentally way more than you realize. Yeah. What's that one um, acronym that is like, are you hungry? Are you tired? Are you stressed? Are you? I don't know if I know that one. Oh, 
there's like one of them that I know that I've heard in therapy with my little guy. I'll think on this, but it's, it's basically like addressing like what is like, you know, what's really the core root of all this. Your behavior is doing this and you're feeling this way, you know, so your perspective is skewed yeah. this way, but your body needs these things. Like, are you tired? Are you stressed? Are you hungry? Are you? Yeah. And it plays in huge, which I don't know because they've separated our training, which is not smart. And depending on where you train and everything else, right? Um, even doctors have this. I know doctors are now required to take psychology classes, but they're still not required to take as many that probably should be to fully understand what you're dealing with because it's so complex. But it's like, I mean, if you were to like have to get good at both of them, it would take how many years to do college? But yeah, it was already like three years for me to get certified as a master's, but it, it is invaluable information. So I think being able to step back and understand this is your physical side and then understand what's your mental side and put those two together is going to be invaluable to helping you really create those happy habits that will be helpful. All right. So let's dive into this. So how we see and filter the world around us affects what we think and what we experience. Let's dive into that a little bit. Like this kind of goes into that nature versus nurture that we've talked about before and systems and everything else. So yeah world awareness and oh yeah yeah so there's this technique that most of you probably have heard and didn't even realize that was happening if you've been to therapy it's called cognitive behavior therapy Brittany, do you know what that is um it's just the way like your brain processes things right yeah so it's taking advantage of your computer system brain where it says like you have information input you have information output and what you do is directly correlated to how your brain has built these pathways and your like organized information, right? So if you see something like yeah. green growing out of the ground, you know that's a plant. You may not know like what plant it is, but you know it's a plant, right? Or a yeah. tree or something like that. And our brains are good at doing what's called schemas, where it's categorizing information and putting it in a very useful way that's efficient. It's trying to do it quickly, automatically, and help us categorize everything that it does. So it's like filing systems. Does that make sense so far? Okay. Yeah. So the goal of CBT, and that's the acronym that's for cognitive behavior therapy, is to identify what is your computer system? How does your brain take this world and interpret what you have interacted with, right? So you're born as a baby. You get introduced to all these things. You know, what's crazy, though, is you're born with like, what is the number, like 20 million or 20 billion, it's a ton, of neural pathways that still need to be built right when you're born out of the womb. So you think about like babies developing. Yeah, it's a total blank slate, basically. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Developing... No pressure, Taylor. Don't mess up this baby. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, but it's so <laughs> real because I'm like, he's coming out and he's got to learn everything and be programmed like a computer. It's a little scary. So that's why like babies, you know, you look at how are you taught to treat them or like interact with them. They are getting all this information so quickly and creating their computer filing system. That's why babies learn languages and they can learn a different language no matter where they're born they can learn that language right so if you take like yeah. english born baby versus like japanese baby they both learn their language just as, just fine because that's what they're born into in the system that they know does that make sense yeah it's super cool yeah mm -hmm. it's really cool so what we're trying to do is see okay what systems does this baby get exposed to what has been the experiences and then how has your brain created your neural pathway to either understand English or to understand Japanese or to understand whatever, right? And that's just okay. the language thing is my example of saying, like, that's what it is for mental health. Like, you have an interpretation of the world that's causing you to understand and then apply it. Okay. 
So it basically is when we see, go into a certain situation, then we're going to just see it different based off of what our past perspective is. Yeah. What's your, what's your understanding? What your experiences is. are. Yep. And eventually it builds okay. like a roadmap. So if you look like, were to take a map of the United States and to see all the possible roads and routes that you could take, that is basically what your brain is doing. It's building all these roads. And there's going to be highways, meaning those are really traveled, and those are very common thought processes for you. There's going to be back roads, mm-hmm. and there's going to be roads that have construction work on them. Or there's going to be roads that are killed off and dead, or detoured, or non-existent <laughs> in the desert. Or dirt roads that are a little bumpy as you're trying to figure it out, and then maybe you pave them later. Yeah, like, I mean, you could be stuck in Nebraska for forever. <laughs> um, Oh! <laughs> like, I flew in there. No, just on Nebraska. No, no, no just on Nebraska. I like, flew in there, and I was like, "Omaha people." Um, no, just <laughs> Does that make sense? What we're trying to do, though, is understand like why did your brain go to where your brain is going? Yeah, like if we were to take the situation, how do you get from A to Z? Like, what pathway does it take within yes. your brain? And for me, it would be different than yours. Because even though we have a lot of shared experiences, it's yes. still going to be different. But you know what? We have more shared than other people would because we were raised in a similar unit. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So but, that's where yeah. it's fascinating. You can take certain similarities and you can take certain differences. So what the idea behind this is, is how we create happiness for ourselves, how we create habits and interaction with the world is really affected by these pathways we've created. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's super cool. So that's where... Today, it's talk, we're going to talk more about like positive psychology, too. So it's combining those two together of how can you build awareness of what pathways you have created, how your brain thinks, what the processes is that your brain thinks in usually, and then what do you feel like you need to do to alter it? Some people are more like negative or realist, air quotations around that one, because realist is just another thing for cynical, but <laughs> like that's where we're trying to figure out how do you naturally think and do you need to correct it or do you need to supply it with a different road? Okay. And it's cool though that we can like rebuild that kind of like, it's not something like, let's say that you're someone who's like totally cynical all the time. You don't have to be that way forever. Like some people just argue that that's just the way I am. Get over it. You know, like grouchy old man scenario or whatever, but you actually do have the power to change that, even if it's hard, right? And you can start one step at a yeah, time. It's a, well, yeah, I think some people really don't like this concept because it almost words it as it's a choice. Like your perspective is a choice. However, it is. What perspective you are choosing to see and align with, at the end of the day, that is on you. Like, and it's you really don't have to like that answer because I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't always like that answer either. Yeah. But there's multiple possible variations of this perspective. And at the end of the day, you're the one picking which one you're going to land on, which one you're going to align with, and which one you're going to deal with. Again, we all don't like, I don't like it either. Sometimes my husband will be like, you need to get out of this thought process. I get it. I don't like that. But it's true at the end of the yeah. day. And there are certain chemical things that we t- kind of touched on that will happen within your brain for certain people that need to be like, yes. you know, kind of addressed first to help balance it. But However, even with that chemical process, you're still creating a reinforcement of that chemicals to remain lacking or to not uptake or other things that is causing you to maintain this, right? right? So at the end of the day, this is still useful, even if you have PTSD, even if you have depression, even if you have these other things, your perspective and which one you're choosing to align with intentionally is gonna, it's still gonna influence yeah. you. I remember hearing in the past, like, you know, with depression, like, 
if you were to choose your path, right? Like, okay, you have depression and it's diagnosed mm -hmm. and you're on medication. And then like, let's say that every day after work, you come home and you watch TV. But if you were to sh make a shift and every day after work, you were to go for a walk or every day after work, you were to go for a run or a bike ride or whatever, that it would create more of those chemical release. Like we talked about in the last episode. And that's, that's where you're choosing that mm -hmm. perspective shift. Yeah. But There's a physical chemical release, mm -hmm. right? But also like, think about it in a like smaller micro term of like, you don't even have to necessarily change a behavior to release your chemical. If you can go in and say like, today was a terrible day, worst day ever, or today was, it was mixed. There was some goodness and there was a lot of rough moments and I can acknowledge the rough moments. They're really hard. However, I'm going to also see that there was a balance to it. And like, this part was good or this part was okay. That's creating more balance in your brain. So you're not only seeing everything sucks, but there is some goodness in my life too. And that's where I think people get really stuck of the world hates me. Everything's against me. It's almost like catastrophized, right? Like what we talked about mm -hmm. anxiety, where it's just everything is to the extreme and you got to pull yourself back. Yeah. And some days it's as simple. I feel like as like, dang, I really liked my shoes today. And that kind of like fixes things. Oh, do you remember that? Yeah. Um, oh, it was in shrinking that TV series. And I told you about this, the hottest shoes. Remember that? Oh, and yeah. like, so this mom had, for those of you who haven't seen shrinking, but this mom, she had died and her daughter had like, she was having a really hard time, obviously with all these life changes. And one day she decided that she was going to go pull out her mom's hottest shoes. And so she did. And she remembered that her mom, even on her worst days, like she would be having a really, really hard time at work or everything would be really hard. And even if it was just like, go watch her at a soccer game or whatever, that she needed that extra push and she would put on her shoes and she would feel hot. Like, so I think it's a good reminder, like as stupid as it sounds, like what do we do for ourselves on those days when it's extra hard? Maybe it's those hot shoes that we put on, or maybe we have this jersey that makes us feel really inspired mm -hmm. because of our favorite player. Or I don't know if you're like my little guy, your Pokemon t-shirt is going to be, this is it. I'm going to have a good day. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And we're not saying everything has to be roses. We're saying there has to be a balance in perspective. Yeah. Right. And there has to be a balance and there's multiple things. Going you know, that on lady besides. died in the show. Yeah. So obviously it wasn't all roses, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's sad. But um, I mean, I was thinking about this episode and like the examples that I had. And I was watching um, this thing on Disney where they like show how rides were created for Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And one of the attractions was Haunted Mansion. And they were talking about how it was created. And, and Walt Disney wanted it to either be really funny or he wanted it to be really scary. Because people like to be scared, but people like funny, yeah. right? And I remember that Imagineers were talking about, like, how do you create both? Like, how do you see And they both? nailed it. And it was like... awesome. They did. They totally nailed it. But they also, like, think about all the various perspectives on Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah. Like, when you're a little kid, I just remember taking, like, Adam Anson and me being a little kid. like. And how terrifying it was and how you're like so mortified. And as an adult, it's funny and it's fun and it's like quirky and this is different. But my perspective totally shifted. Yeah. Right? And how one thing, one stimuli, that is, it's the same. Yeah, right? it hasn't it's changed. not different for anybody else. Nothing's changed. Everything's the same since I was a little girl to now. My perspective, my interpretation of the situation, my ability to understand the world has changed. And my choice of how I see it 
has changed. Yeah, like even pre and post COVID with Anson, like we had what a four year old going to Disneyland before. And then last year when he went, he was almost seven. And it was like, let me hide. And it's like the most scary thing. And then, you know, I guess a four-year-old. And then as a seven-year-old, he was still a little freaked out. But like, okay, I know these are, you know, animatronics. I know this is a projector. I know that, you know, because he's been watching, you know, the the behind-the-scenes videos or really into art. And he can understand how this was shifting. And it was interesting to see that. By the end of it, he like waving to the hitchhiking ghost and happy about it. But at the beginning, he was totally freaked out. He's had to like remind himself that I know how this works. I know that this isn't scary. Like, even though that highway had told him in his brain, this is a terrifying ride. Be scared. scared." And that's how he starts out. And then he's like, wait, there's a back road in my mind that says this is animatronics and cinematography and I can do this. Yes. And that's the thing I think that we all get lost in is we don't see outside life situations like so a real life application would be my situation being pregnant like (laughs) some people love being pregnant I love that I'm gonna have a child yeah it's such (laughs) a blessing and yeah all that and I'm I'm so blessed to have a child like not saying anything and I know people would kill for this opportunity however (laughs) the experience has not been one of like oh my goodness I love this look at the changes of my body it's been really hard and I've had to actively change my perspective at times instead of being like I have stretch marks now I'm like gained a bunch of weight I'm I'm crying in the middle of my bedroom (laughs) and she's not even a crier for those who don't know her (laughs) I'm not I'm pretty tough what was it my husband was gone like last week or week before and was sobbing just because I don't even know like I just started sobbing and I was like I need my husband (laughs) and a hot dog (laughs) ASAP yeah so it's just you know like I can sit there and focus on how sucky this experience is and how terrible it is that's one perspective which that's the one I want to naturally go to because it's it's easier sometimes (laughs) oh my goodness but that's where my natural inclination goes because this is not this is so outside my comfort zone it's hitting a lot of my vulnerabilities right and that's where I've had to step back and be like what are other possible perspectives and that's where I'm like, well, I'm getting a squishy. Like, I'm really excited to have a baby. Or it's really fun to decorate the nursery. Or look how cool it is to feel him move. You know, like, and I'm having to actively integrate these other thought processes that are not coming up naturally for me. The natural one is, I'm so fat and ugly. Versus, there's so many other gifts that I get to experience with this that are rare and unique. And you have to pause yourself. This is where in life, like, happy habits and happy thought processes this is what we're talking about is are you aware enough of what you're thinking what you're experiencing and then can you see that there's a possible variation there's always a possible different like perspective on it which I think we have a really hard time seeing is there's another perspective outside of our own and that's one that I work with a lot of my teens on is is there another perspective besides this one that you think is the only one that's correct and it's so hard sometimes to see that other perspective (laughs) Especially in the moment. But that, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, in the moment is the worst. And I think that's where you have to get really good at being aware of yourself and your your own insecurities and how you naturally categorize information. I'm naturally a pretty optimistic person until it hits on my vulnerabilities. Yeah. And that's where I learned in grad school, you know, like, I know my triggers now. Do you know your triggers? Do you know what zones are going to make you think 
probably more negative and make the situation work worse. And I, that's what I was trained to do to save me from getting secondary PTSD with my job. But I don't think a lot of us are trained to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think just realizing those things that are triggers for our own lives that make us like, I, okay, mm-hmm. stupid one. You know how mine, like, I'm not allowed to watch HDTV, like a self ban that I've given myself. Yeah. Like she's laughing at this. But there are times. Yeah, because I love HGTV and I'm like, girl, you need to work on this one deeper, but it's great. I love HGTV and I need to work on this. But I know for me that if I watch too many of those home decor shows, I get really ungrateful. Mm -hmm. And it's like harder for me to stay positive. Mm -hmm. That's super stupid. Yeah. So then I was like, I need to be grateful for what I've got. And it's fine. Like, (laughs) I just need to not watch that or follow them on Instagram or whatever. And I think that's where sometimes just eliminating the trigger can be useful. Other times we can't just eliminate the trigger. Like I can't just be like, I'm not going to be pregnant. Yeah. I want yeah. a kid. So I can't not do that. You know, so then you have to figure out another way of like, can you widen your perspective? And I think the more that we can choose to widen our perspective so we don't have to eliminate triggers, the more happy and like holistic we'll be. So what you're saying is I should go binge HGTV right now and then see how many new home projects I do to widen my perspective. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> or you can just watch HGTV and then be like, wow, that was a really good show and I liked all those ideas. Mm-hmm. And then move I, on. That's probably a healthier way to but watch that's that. The, that's another perspective though, right? Or another person would be like, well, why can't you just make a list of possible things in the future for you to do or look forward to something? Like, There are many other people that would just have a different answer. Yeah, true. And for me, I'm like, let's do it all now. I'm ripping out my shower. Sometimes I think of it like, yeah, that's the problem is you go and be like, I got to do it now. And then, and you feel this pressure. I think of it like personalities though in our little brain where it's like, okay, my initial personality that's taking over is this one. It's like inside out. Right. right? But then this other guy is saying this like perspective in my head. And then this other guy is saying this perspective in my head, like, which one can we do? And which one sounds like, like, like the angels and demons and emperor's new groove. Yeah. Oh, I love that cross. I know, with like his little angels and demons on his shoulder. <laughs> but that's literally like what this concept is, is saying, can you have different perspectives and then choose which one to go with? Can you have your little angel? Can you have your little demon? And then decide. I'm watching HGTV. I'm going to be happy and eat all the ice cream. That's where I'm headed today. It's a very like <laughs> simplified concept. But it is really useful. That yeah, like Empress. I love when people Empress. ask me why I'm happy all the time, that's what I'm gonna say. I watch all the HGTV I want and eat my ice cream. I made a conscious decision. <laughs> you just say my angel took over today. <laughs> my angel. Following my little demon. <laughs> that's so funny. So understanding the concept, I think sometimes the application of how to do it is the trickiest. Yes. One. Like the how is really tricky and I'm not using this as a replacement for therapy. So again, this concept is a deep therapeutic concept that you need a professional to guide you on. However, you can still do the tips of this one superficial. So you're not going to overhaul your whole thought process. You're not going to go treat yourself for OCD or anything else like this. People's <laughs> go to a therapist, <laughs> but I can't give you the base concept so you can start implementing habits to help you retrain your brain. Does that make yeah. sense? All right, let's do it. What are our habits and tips we can give out to help people okay. fix this so, a little bit? Look around you, Brittany, and list off in your head all the things that are blue. And then after, while you're doing that, did, did you notice more or less? Uh, well, I got a little distracted. I'm in my husband's office right now, and it's like not my normal habitat. 
I know, that's why I have to give <laughs> habitat for you to have to deal with. There's a lot of weird stuff in here. <laughs> Is there more blue than you thought or less blue than you thought? You know, thought? I've seen a really even split between blue and green in here. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Did you notice? Look for pink. Is there any pink in there? Oh, I see a pink on a sunset sticker. And on a pillow. There's really not that much pink in that room because I can see it. Like there's oh, really and not. a like BB eight thing. from Valentine's Day that I gave him. It was like, won't you BB mine? Awesome. Yeah. It, it was from the Funko uh, store. <laughs> shout out to Funko. Um, so that exercise is meant to see how your brain categorizes information, right? Because if we go into a room, we usually are on autopilot and we just kind of take our surroundings as they are. Unless it's a new environment and we're taking it for the first time. But if it's like your bedroom, listeners, look around your bedroom or look around the environment that you're in. If it's a familiar one, try and pick out a color and then see if you notice more or less of it than what you thought you would notice. That's kind of how our brains are meant to function is, are you aware of what's going on around you? And you can do these little exercises with tangible things all day long. Or you can start doing it with the concept of how am I feeling today? Am I, no- am I noticing I'm talking more? grouchy am I saying more negative things am I positive am I you know like how am I looking at a situation or problem solving it and is it overwhelming to me or not overwhelming to me and that's the first thing you got to do is just aware of what your brain is doing with a categorization categorization of your intake okay I like that was that too therapy talk or did that make sense no I think it makes sense I always I I kind of I don't know, usually pretty optimistic. So for me, I usually have to make a conscious effort to be grouchy. (laughs) But then is your optimism hiding a different perspective? Sometimes, yeah. That's mine does that too. Like, again, I have my few triggers, but normally I'm like, it's okay, we're fine, we're fine. And it's, and then I'm sobbing on my floor because I miss my husband. Because you're pregnant. Acknowledge that two days earlier. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I, I knew that I like, probably could have acknowledged that a day or two earlier and I would have been fine does that make sense yeah so you got to be aware of there are multiple perspectives and sometimes the negative ones are need to be acknowledged and need to be aware and informed so that we avoid a total fallout yeah which makes sense because if we ignore those big feelings then they do hit us stronger I am like the queen of that yeah yes (laughs) I mean, I think we all are prey to that, especially when you're trying to be like super mommy and everything else. That's just how it works. Yeah. So doing those exercises where you can intentionally say today, I'm going to look for this, or I'm going to see if I naturally am more grouchy about things or naturally happier about things or what settings do I feel like I'm most safe in, like create your list of what you want to kind of filter that day and see if you can start identifying it. And then when you start noticing a pattern, you got to do this for about a week. Then you start noticing patterns. Then you can start saying, okay, maybe I need to like offer more perspectives here in this spot because I'm not getting what I need. Yeah. Okay. Like it's kind of like with my kids, we've done like a gratitude challenge, right? Like to work on for a Uh week and then they, what did they even do? I don't remember what I had them do something like put a fuzzy in a jar or something like that. But this is just like more, Yeah, I think that's what it was, right? And so for every fuzzy they put yeah. in was some some form of gratitude or 
Or he appreciated somebody or something like that. Yeah. It was something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, but this is just a good way to do that. I mean, if you need a fuzzy jar, go make a fuzzy jar. We currently have one in my house going for being honest. It's an honesty jar. If you tell the truth, then it's hard. (laughs) I want a fuzzy jar. Yeah. Make a fuzzy jar. I mean, that sounds so silly, but like, go get out the glitter glue and the stickers and make yourself a fuzzy jar if it helps you like. Make it like a game. Yeah. Because Taylor and I have talked about this before, too, like those reward pathways where we love to just write a to-do list so we can check it off, even if we've already done it. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to find, like, different positive outlooks or if you're really working on this goal of this week I need to not be quite so negative about, maybe let's say your job. Maybe your job is hard and you find... Yeah, picking one thing. Yeah, pick one thing. So it'd be like, okay, this week I'm really going to find the joy in my job, which sometimes can be really hard, right? Like that nine to five can be a grind sometimes. So if you put a little fuzzy in your jar, maybe every time like, wow, that was so great. They brought me lunch today. Or wow, this was really, I had a good conversation in the break room or whatever it may be. Or even if it's like on the drive there, I got to see the sun or it's all the things like that where. Or I had my hottest shoes on and I felt really good. There you go, I got those to work like, today. You can create. You can. Cre- you look like you wore them to work today. Um, <laughs> if you saw me right now, it's the opposite. I have on an Easy Street record shirt and joggers. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So like creating, and this is where the changes come into play. You're creating a habit where you're noticing what you're feeling. You're noticing what you're thinking. What your information input is. And then you're choosing to take control of that. It's almost like you're a PR agent for yourself. You know, like the press release people yeah. where it's like, how can I spin this the best way possible? I always think of Parks and Rec when they do the episode of like, you're in the spin room and Chris Traeger's in there. And Chris Traeger is one of the characters in there that's known for being like overly optimistic. Oh, overly. And if overly, but he has a gift of being able to be like, yeah, like spin things the way that are good. And again, we don't want to spin it to be where you're having breakdowns because the character had that too but we want to be able to balance it and that's where I think sometimes we um need this awareness more to do this technique go get your warm fuzzy jars and let's do this (laughs) yeah be a Chris Tager that's all I gotta say let's do this love it any other questions on the technique I gave you a really basic superficial one because I don't want people to go therapize themselves no I think that's I think it's a good start like even if it's just like we just said a second ago pick one place to work on you know, finding more of that optimism, whether it's work or for me, maybe it would be like doing my laundry and dishes. I hate doing my laundry and dishes, but finding, you know, finding some of that, like the good in those hard times. Well, and remember my like key thing that I was got to go back to is like, what are you feeling? Why are you feeling it? What do you need? We're really taking that big part of what are you feeling and do you need to align with that perspective or alter that perspective? And that's the question we're asking. Yeah. So if we were to dive into, I'm just kidding. You don't have to analyze my laundry and dishes aversion. Do we need to? Yeah. <laughs> if it's helpful, I'm just kidding. How did that make you feel? <laughs> oh, therapy. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Um, okay, so it's important to remember then that how we view the world affects how we interpret our lives. And I think that's a key takeaway mm-hmm. from this is we just have to view our world sometimes a little bit different to find that joy. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the more that you feel like you're not trapped, 
the more empowered you're going to be, right? So when you do come up, some people are like, well, why do we need to come up with different perspectives? Because you are creating a widening of your universe. You're being able to see situations not as you're stuck with it. Like, I have to do this or this is just the way it is. It's you're empowering yourself to be like, okay, I can see a different way of life or I can see other solutions or things like that. And it can lead you to more like broadening of opportunities or end results. Okay. Okay. I will broaden my view on the laundry. Well, I mean, yeah, because like when I look at it, you, you definitely have like a thing with your laundry of like, it's overwhelming. It stinks to put away. I see it as like, this is a task that I can do and get done very efficiently. And it's point A, point B. I have control over it. And I love actually doing laundry because it's basic. It's a formula for me versus my life is gray everywhere else. Client solutions. I don't have any control over that. I have zero control over my clients' lives. I have zero control over all these gray abstract concepts, but I can go in and I have complete 100% control over, I can fold that shirt and I can put it away and it's going to stay there. <laughs> and nothing can pull it out unless my husband does it. And then I can tell him You're to put mine, it You're mine, shirt. Like, I owe you. That's what you say. <laughs> yes. No, literally. So I almost see laundry as pretty empowering. Like, I mean, I like my husband hates it too. Like most people do. And I'm like, I'm fine with it. Like some days it's like annoying, but most of the time I'm like, sure, I'll do that. Like, let's see if you see that when those poopy onesies come. <laughs> I mean, even then it's very point A, point B. It's better than me trying to solve a solution of like, you know, all the other things I get handed some days. So, These are rubbing yeah, your face. Like, oh, poopy onesies. <laughs> Oh, I think I take a poopy onesie over some of the problems that I get handed some days. That is I'm like, true. I don't know At least you know it. we wash it and we soak it and we yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very formulaic and it's very nice, and that's where there's a different perspective for you that probably a lot of people really don't align with that perspective, which is totally fine. I totally get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it's a common one, but that's where talking about these things, pausing and thinking like. Is there a different answer than me just thinking this sucks and it's overwhelming? Okay, that's fair. Yes, there is a different answer. You a little bit. Whether I like it, I have to, you know, work on that. That's like me driving on the dirt road, not- like hanging off the back of your motorcycle at this point. But Yes. Where it's like, I can drag you through that land and you'll be like, okay, fine. But honestly, like, the more that you can try and explore that and be like, well, let me test out that thought. Like, I'm going to try doing laundry now because I know I need something to control. I know I need something that's very, like, mindless and I can put a show on you're going to start appreciating it a little different. Oh, I have podcasts and audiobooks. It does get me through it. Mm-hmm. See, but that's where it's like, that's a different perspective for you on top of yeah. it. So that's that's how the concept is meant to be applied, is we have two very different perspectives on it. And maybe choosing one one day can help Thanks you. Thanks for letting me be part of your world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's list off some activities now that can help with um, building our cognitive response on some of these things. I mean, we we listed some already, but I think the thing I'm going to send everybody back to is the list that we posted online on our resource page for Happy Habits really builds out these perspectives um, of, not these perspectives, sorry, these like ideas or behaviors that you can incorporate. So under there, there's like four different categories. There's physical, social, mental, and intellectual. Intellectual is like um, your brain. More of this how you like feed your mind, while mental is more emotional. 
so on there, like I split them into the those four categories because it kind of it touches all your areas, your zones of your life, and each one of those can be activity suggestions. Now the core concept of these is that they will either release a chemical for you, release a couple chemicals sometimes, or they will like we talked about in the last episode, which if you can check it out, I love the chemicals. <laughs> or um, you can change. <laughs> Science is nifty. Or you can change um, your mental cognitive state. Some of the top ones that I usually tell people to try first is definitely physical movement. Not because anything else. When you move for 20 minutes a day, you release so move. You don't have to like work out hard. You can just like go for a waddle around your neighborhood. Like guys, I waddle now. So like totally cool. So it's the same thing. You can go super slow. Move your body though. Um, because that releases a lot of the chemicals that you need to be happy. It lowers the activity of your amygdala and it also helps your brain to kind of reset. It's creating that bond where your, your emotional brain is calming down while your cognitive brain can start to work and be more efficient because the chemicals being released. Perfect. So that's like one of my top ones to say, like do physical movement, um, use your five senses any way you can, like aromatherapy is a really good one and the last one that I would say is talk to people talking to people helps you process what you're feeling see if there's also a different perspective like Brittany and I will go back and forth all the time all the time on situations all the time but again we were raised similar but we also have different personalities and different perspectives and that will usually help pull us out of like oh woe is me you know like I'll be like oh I'm so fat and miserable and she'll be like you're pregnant I'm so excited and like (laughs) It pulls me out of my slump and is like, there you go. There's the perspective reminder I needed. So using people around you to really change that can help. Yes, absolutely. And even on the laundry, I had a friend that was in medical school and I remember reading like here his wife had shared that, you know, they had to like go and fill up like a connect a hose to their washing machine. Like it was like this whole thing, like mm-hmm. their apartment that they were in. And it was like, oh my gosh. So just laundry's not as bad as it could be or like my husband served a LDS mission in Ghana and I could hear about his experience with laundry there he like was there for five months and had to come back on medical um but he will talk about doing the laundry he's like my knuckles got rubbed raw and oh like poor Prince Pesa <laughs> I know he was so Jackson but he like honestly hearing the perspective of like man I just throw it in this machine and it not only like washes it for me automatically but it dries it too and all I have to do is fold my clothes versus people not necessarily my husband because it's probably good for him to have to do that but people (laughs) in Ghana having to you know scrub their clothes every day like that and go get the water and like how they have to live their life it really puts it in perspective like I don't need to mind about this (laughs) not saying that your problems are worse than others. It's just helping you realize, do you want to give that much energy to, to, you know, feeling bad for yourself when you have other problems to fry that maybe aren't, <laughs> I'll be so you know, happy like to laundry, do my laundry versus, after this. <laughs> well, versus like, I'm not saying I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Cause that does bother me too. When people are like, well, you know, your, your problems are not as bad as people in other parts of the world. And it's like, they're not comparable. It's different lifestyles. You have different problems. You have your problems. I have my problems. But when you can start to see, like, maybe this problem isn't as much as I've given it 
um, resources or energy or time or whatever, it helps you kind of refocus a little bit on what is actually going to need more attention of yours in your life. I love that. I love that. That made sense, right? Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So on that happy and positive note, um, thanks for tuning in with us today. We hope that hopefully you learned something and are able to kind of do something to shift your perspective and make your life at least that 1% better. Like we talked about at the start of this segment on happy habits. The next episode, we need your help. Um, listeners, if you guys have questions or have things you want answered or like after listening to the episodes that have been released, you want like information on it or you want um, more in-depth things, let us know and we will try and provide that. Perfect. So follow us um, on Instagram at Uhani Counseling. You can message us there with any questions or you can shoot us an email. Um, you can go to what's our verdict dot or no, so, I'm so sorry. you can go to honeycounseling.com and you can send us an email on there and we'll make sure that we get your questions. All right. You know, we can give my husband's podcast a plug. Oh yeah. <laughs> my husband does a podcast or he did, he's no longer airing, but he has past episodes with his friends. What's our verdict? It's a show and movie review podcast. I actually was on one or two of them for Moon Knight talking about dissociative identity disorder, which is fascinating. That's so funny. But you can listen to them too. <laughs> right. But we hope that you have a great week and are able to enjoy the rest of the summer.